Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast that starts things off with A Slice of Life, which covers unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. But it doesn't stop there. Following A Slice of Life, I take one story from my collection of many and share it with you. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, how y'all doing today? Good, I hope. I have to admit that it is hard coping with what is going on in the world today. Years ago, it was thought that hardships, problems, and even sickness strengthened and helped a person through life. For me at this stage, and haven't seen a lot, I have to admit there has been occasions that I've had my doubts. I do know when these things occur that we are supposed to learn by them, but it seems these days that a lot of folks don't. Even myself occasionally I find myself looking elsewhere than my own back door for answers and help, when truth be told, in most cases I know the answers, but don't heed my own advice. Why is that? Well. I think for myself that sometimes, now that I'm older, that it is easier for me to get help from others. You could say, I suppose, that I'm looking for an easier or softer way. The thing is that usually the help that others give isn't what I really need, and to make things worse, I know this. What really does, or needs to be done, is that I have to get back to doing things for myself. Heck, I've been doing it and giving folks advice for years now, even to our partners that be from time to time, that we here in Canada have to become more self-efficient, or better said, self-reliant, which means we have to start relying on oneself, or on one's own powers, resources, or whatever it takes to get things done. Relying on others all the time isn't the answer. I know that for a fact. I guess what I am trying to say is that I have to start taking my own advice and get my life back on track. And you know, I am the only one that can do that. So what has what I just said to do with the story I've lined up for you today? Well, in certain ways it has a lot to do with it. And knowing that, let's get down to the nitty gritty. I hope you enjoy Canada's Postal King. You know, I think every gung-ho farmer or gardener has or should have a good postal auger. Thinking back to the days when I was farming, the old auger was one of the most important tools a fellow could have. Truth be told, we used it for all kinds of things, like putting in fence posts, porch posts. Heck, we even used it for planting the odd tree from time to time. But thinking on things, I would have to say that the place where it got the most use was out in the grapery, or as some call it today, the vineyard or vineyard. I'm not sure how them words came to being, but for myself, I like the grapery better. Anyways, in the early days, the old hand augers were indispensable, especially on a farm that had a hundred acres of grapes or so. And for those that don't know this, a hundred acres of grapes consists of one heck of a lot of grape posts. And every one of them posts needed 
to be planted in a hole, so to speak, all by hand. The thing about the old augers back then was that they weren't power ones like we have today. The only power back then was manpower, to say the least. I remember my old dad years ago telling me a story one time about how he became the post-hole king of Canada. I know it probably doesn't sound like much to most folks today, but it sure got the attention of a lot of country folks years ago. But before I get to telling you this story, there is something that everyone should know. And what would that be? Well, I'll tell you. My old dad, Earl Walters, senior by name, was a kind of person that didn't like to be put in the spotlight. Actually, he loved inventing and doing things that most farmers wouldn't even attempt. He also liked to help others, asking nothing in return other than their friendship, or seeing a smile on the faces of those he helped. Something that is almost unheard of today. Anyways, as he tells it, the story goes something like this. Well, George, it all started with me leaving the lumber camps in northern Ontario with some great expectations of wanting to have my own fruit farm. I knew it wasn't going to be easy, as at the time we were in a depression and money was very hard to come by. And if that wasn't enough, the prices of crops were dropping so low that a lot of farmers were going bankrupt and losing their farms. The reason being that a lot of farmers not being able to survive took out mortgages on their farms, which was fine for a spell, but they soon found out that they couldn't afford the payments. I feel it should also be noted that a lot of banks and financial institutions back then made a lot of money from foreclosures when the hard-working farmers couldn't repay their loans. Not all, but some. There were some farmers, however, that saved their money over the years and were able to get by. So for me, looking to buy a farm at the time, you could say it was a good time to buy. I just had to come up with a way of making the money. In reality, no one had any cash to speak of, and what little they did have, most kept it hidden away or only bringing it out for the things that were absolutely necessary. Anyways, after searching long and hard for a place, I found a farmer that wanted to sell his farm. The thing I had going for me at the time was that over the years working in the north, I had put away every extra dollar I could afford. The problem I had was that I didn't have quite enough. Time went by, and then one day I got talking to a farmer not too far from the farm I wanted to buy, and we came up with a deal that I would dig post holes for him at so much a hole. I had it figured in my mind that with the money I had saved up for me digging post holes, I might just be able to put enough together within one year. So after a lot of dickering, that price was set at so much a hole, and I got to work. Well, there was one thing that needed to be done first, and that was to buy a good postal logger to do the work. Without that, no money would be made. Realizing that, I headed on over to the local hardware store, and after trying a few, I finally settled on one that had a good hickory handle, along with a side handle that opened and closed easily. How it worked was, you would ram it down into the ground, then lift the lever, which closed the auger around the dirt. Once that was done, you lifted the auger with the dirt that was enclosed, pulling it out of the hole. 
I gotta say, it was the best hand auger I ever owned. The next important thing, which I soon learned, was that I had to make sure the edge on the auger was good and sharp at all times, as there is nothing worse than trying to dig a hole with a postal auger that is dull. I sharpened mine twice a day and more if I was working in rocky soil. Oh, one last thing. When buying a hand auger there, George, make sure it's light. Anyways, I got to digging, and about a week I noticed that I was digging a lot of holes, and it got me to thinking that this old farmer that I was working for would soon see how many holes I could dig in a day and drop my price per hole, saying I was overpaid. So, I decided to work the morning at his place and move on to another farmer and work the afternoon for him. That way, I'd keep up my price and made more, made more money, and everyone was happy. Of course, I didn't let on that I was only working a half a day for each of them. All in all, it worked out, and both farmers thought they were getting a heck of a deal. You know, George, I worked digging post holes for a little over one year, and when all said and done, I found that with the money I had saved and made from digging them post holes, I made enough money to pay off my farm. I have to say, I was sure one happy fellow. So how did I become post hole king? Well, that's another story. What happened was, that the following spring after buying my farm, I noticed in the newspaper one evening, while eating my supper, that there was a contest being put together to see who could dig the most post holes throughout one summer. After giving it some thought, I decided to sign up, which I did. At the end of the season, the judges came by and counted the holes that I had dug, wrote it down in a little black book that they had, and then left, and that was that. I never heard from them again till later on that winter. To my surprise, the end result was I had doubled the amount of holes most folks dug and then some. And with that, I was rewarded with a check for $200. With that, back then, that was a heck of a lot of money. I used some of that money to buy a good-used Ford tractor, a bizzle disc, along with a good-used plow. Then something happened that I didn't expect. I was asked the following summer to be in the town's parade and wear a crown that said Post Hole King of Canada. <laughs> I have to admit that right there and then I didn't really want to do it, but with all the neighbors along with some of the family members pestering me to accept the invitation, I broke down and said I would. Actually, I had a good time. So, there you go, how my old dad became the post hole king of Canada. And it's a true story, too, that took place many years ago. You know, I kept that auger of my dad's. It's getting a touch ragged these days. But every time I get to using it, I think of that story that he told me while sitting out under his favorite maple tree. I would also like to mention before the story ends that it would take a good man to dig just four or five holes without digging as many as my old dad did. He told me that he could dig over a hundred holes in one day and then go home and work on his farm till dark. I know, times and things have changed over the years, as the farmers of today has too. But in saying that, the hardships of making a living or buying a farm still remains about the same, at least for most. Along with that, most of the equipment that was used years ago was all but forgotten, as are the augers for digging post holes. 
As today, they are mostly on the back of a tractor or gas ones, and the holes are dug with no effort at all. I take my hat off to you, Dad, as your achievements made me the man I am today. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time, stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcast, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters. <laughs>